You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. Welcome back, everyone, to more of the Greeks Gridiron. I am Ethan Hristadoulou. It's April 4th, 2022. And today, the Denver Broncos are on the clock. We are doing a draft preview for them. So if you are a Broncos fan, jump down to that comment section. Let me know who you would like to see these Broncos go after in this year's NFL draft. Make sure you hit that like button and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on all the draft previews I'm doing. I like to think of this podcast as by a fan for the fans. This is You know, we cover everything, not just one team, not just a couple teams. I cover everyone and I'm doing all 32 teams, all 32 draft previews leading into this year's NFL draft. So if you don't want to miss out on any of that and you're interested in what I think on some other teams, feel free to check out the ones I've already done and stick around so you see the ones that I'm going to be doing. Now, the Denver Broncos. Let's get into it, shall we? The way I do these videos, I typically do a day three pick a day two, and then a first round selection. Now with the Broncos, they don't have a first round pick. They do have a second round pick at pick number 64. So we'll be doing a second round pick, a potential like day two or day three pick because the Broncos have a handful of selections, especially in the in the later couple of days. They, I, what is it? Like two third round picks, a couple of fourth round picks, I think. And you have a handful in day three. There's a handful of selections that the Broncos can kind of play around with and move around with. So I'm looking at like a day two to slash three pick and then just like a legitimate day three type of guy. Now, as for positions of need, we'll begin with the day three pick. And this is my probably least most pressing pick or not pick, but like position of need that I would have the Broncos go after here. But I think would offer some pretty solid depth should he be available day three. And that is going to be cornerback Kobe Bryant out of Cincinnati, the other half of the dominant Cincinnati secondary playing opposite of Sauce Gardner. This is a guy who I think a lot of people tend to overlook because all the attention is on Sauce. And you don't really hear too much about him. But when you look at the guy and the way he plays and, you know, his ability to go after the football and force the turnovers, he's had seven interceptions in the last couple of seasons, has allowed only 44% completion percentage this past season. And he's an overall really good sized cornerback at 6'1 and 198 pounds. You have a really good makeup of a potential, more like a project type of guy. Now, I have him as a day three pick, so you're looking at somewhere within rounds four through seven. I don't necessarily know where, but within that realm is where I feel like he's probably going to get selected and would be a prime depth selection for the Denver Broncos. I'm not saying that cornerback is a super big need for the team, but you have Pat Sertain as pretty much your lead guy. You have Kawan Williams, who plays more of the slot, and then you also have... um, Ronald Darby. You also have Ronald Darby as the guy playing on the other side opposite of Patrick Sertain. So with that in mind, you have a pretty solid core of players, but not necessarily quite the level of cornerbacks that you had just a few years ago over there in Denver. So I think bringing in a guy like Kobe Bryant, who has a nose for the football, really good size, and he's actually quite a pretty solid tackler himself. While he can get a little bit lost in space when it comes to getting in there, especially against the run, he's a pretty effective dude. There's a lot of pros here that outweigh his cons. And again, this is a development type of guy. 
a lot of people criticize him because, again, Cincinnati played against a lesser competition at the quarterback position. So, that you know, the whole knock of, well, he gets to take advantage of that. Uh, but there's also his just concerns of his overall athleticism, not the fastest guy, not the shiftiest guy, not the not the quickest guy. He's not going to necessarily change on a dime as quickly as you might look or you want from a guy that's, you know, that's going in the first, second or third round. But again, project type of player. And he definitely needs to get stronger. When I was reading through the draft process, like the draft reports from multiple different places, one thing I noticed that kept coming up was that he was critiqued a lot for his inability to essentially uh, prevent himself from getting pushed around by offensive linemen and even wide receivers during the run game. So that is something that he's going to have to work on. But he's a young guy. He's As he gets older, he's going to develop that more man strength, and hopefully he can put on a, maybe a little bit of weight, build some muscle mass, and make himself a little bit stronger so he's not getting knocked around by even wide receivers in the run game. Now, for my day two slash three pick for the Denver Broncos here. I'm going to be looking at the linebacker position. You have Josie Jewell, who's a pretty solid guy there. And then obviously you have your edge rushing linebackers. They brought in Randy Gregory recently, Bradley Chubbs playing on the outside there. But the linebacking room is not, not as impressive as I think Denver has had in recent years. And not a not their most pressing need but not their least pressing need as well but something i definitely feel they should address and go after in this year's draft and a guy who i've seen projected within like third round to fourth round range that's why i have him at ranked as like a day two to three selection here and with the amount of picks that denver has in those mid rounds they could really move around and go after this guy if they really liked him and really wanted to he is a linebacker from the standout georgia defense linebacker channing tyndall out of georgia elite speed he is 100% going to be a sideline to sideline type of linebacker and he's an excellent run defender at that this is someone that you see the way linebackers are evolving in the NFL these days and he fits the bill to a T when it comes to speed and being able to get in there and stop the run. He only has seven missed tackles in the last three seasons of his career. Granted, this past year was his first year as a starter, and that is something that some people are worried about. But regardless, in the opportunities that he's had, only seven missed tackles in three years. That's an excellent ratio right there couple that with his ability to get after the quarterback create pressure and get into the backfield he had five and a half sacks this past season with seven and a half tackles for loss as well effective and again he's a guy that you're gonna have to mold a little bit he does have a few things that he needs to work on his spatial awareness and zone coverage is not quite what people would like I feel like that was something that I kept seeing in all the different scouting reports kept coming up in a lot of different places and also Apparently, when it comes to his ability to essentially shed off these blocks, he relies more on his physicality than he does on his actual technique, which in the NFL, you know, everyone is strong. Everyone is an elite athlete. It's who can play the game better and and more technically sound who tend to really take that like elite jump to the top there. So definitely something he needs to work on. But with the way they seem to develop linebackers in Denver, I'm not really too, too worried about something like that. I feel like that's something you can kind of work on and, you know, put together for him over the next few years after you've drafted him and you kind of grow him within your system, you know, fine tune some of those intangible, well, not those intangibles, excuse me, those techniques and things and make him a better overall player. He has the physical traits you need. You just got to give him those techniques. And I really think that the way they develop 
linebackers in Denver. I mean, there's a lot of really solid guys who have come out of there as of late in the last, I want to say, at least like five, six, seven, eight years. I would like to see Channing Tindall in George, uh, from Georgia heading over into Denver. I would love to know what you guys think about that, though, my Broncos fans. Now, as for my big pick, the number 64 overall selection in round number two, this is assuming they don't trade up and... I feel like Denver might even be a prime candidate to trade up. With the amount of picks they have, they could definitely slide up higher in the second round if they wanted to. But should they not, we're going to take our time away from the defense, and we're going to look at the offensive side of the football. I said this all last year, Denver. I am a big fan of your defense. I think you have an elite-level defense, a championship-caliber defense, and the offense was honestly like a quarterback and better offensive line play away from being a legitimate contender in the AFC and in the AFC West. With that in mind, you went and got the quarterback. Now let's work on the offensive line a little bit. The right side is probably the weaker side of the two, and I like the idea of them in the second round going after because he should be somewhere within this area from the projections that I've seen, and you're picking late second round here, so it's like almost third round at that point, is he is a offensive tackle, but I'll, from what I've read, a lot of people are projecting him to potentially be a guard either, or if he's a guy that you can bring in, it will help, in my opinion, more so than it would hurt. Tackle, Darian Kennard out of Connecticut. This guy is a monster among men at 6'5", 345 pounds. He is a big dude. He has amazing play strength. If you haven't seen his game tape, the dude is a literal human pancake maker. He will run someone over in the run game with zero hesitation and put them flat on their ass. He does not give a damn. And I love to see that type of offensive line play. You want to see that type of mean streaking, guys. Couple that with the fact that he has three-plus years starting at the tackle position in the SEC. You know he's battle-tested. You know he's gone against some really good talent, especially on the edge. You could not ask for more. This is a prime opportunity for Denver to go after a guy who, for some reason, I feel is a little bit lower than he probably should be in a lot of in a lot of people's scouting reports and in I don't think I've really seen any, you know, second, third round mock drafts that have anything to do with him going very, very high, which is surprising to me. I think someone who has been as effective as he has been and played on a, in like a really good conference in college football, I'm surprised he isn't getting the love that I feel like a guy like this should, but maybe it's the hand technique that I kept reading about that he tends to struggle with. Um, It sounds like he overcompensates by using his strength over his technique in his hands. And apparently his pass sets do need a little bit of work, but overall you bring a guy like him in, you have some pretty solid pieces over from like center to the left side of the offensive line. If he can learn from them and combined good technique with the massive man strength that this dude already has, you're looking at a fantastic second round selection to help shore up the right side of that line, protect Russell Wilson, and ultimately help this offense reach the potential upside that it does have to pair along with that championship caliber defense that I know Denver has. But that is my draft preview. I appreciate you Broncos fans for watching. Let me know in the comment section down below what you think, and I'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one.